fellow apes and monkeys, you're listening to the Armed Ape Podcast. I'm your host, Tony. This is show number 17. It's Saturday, the 8th of May, 2010. Well, let's go ahead and jump right in. Uh, recently, there has just been a firestorm of uh, supposed controversy here in Arizona about the new immigration law. And I'm not going to go into that into too much detail. A lot of people have done that, but I, I will say that what you need to do if you if you're not really sure what all the hubbub is about, or if you or if you've kind of believed some of the stuff that you're seeing in the media, and I've even heard this on, on supposedly on some conservative type talk show type things and uh, outlets that would be maybe cons- you would consider to be a little bit more conservative in nature. What they're saying is that basically that uh, the police now can stop anybody for whatever reason they want and that if they think that you look like you don't belong in this country, whether you look like you're from uh, Mexico or you look like you're from uh, Zimbabwe or you look like you're from Canada, or if they hear you speaking with a French accent, that they can stop you and sort of demand your paper, so, so to speak. Well, that's really not the case, uh, and I'm not like I said. I'm not going to dwell too much on this. I'm going to go over a little bit more of it on uh, on Firearms Cafe, my other podcast. So, in the next week, uh, I think I'm going to be able to put out a show this upcoming week. So the week of the, uh, I guess you'd call it like the ninth through the fifteenth, I'll be able to stick out a show over there, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. But basically, what the law says, and if you it mirrors federal law, and federal law says things like that you're supposed to, if you're here in the country legally, you're supposed to have your identification showing that you are, and that if the authorities ask you to uh, to verify that you are in the country, you need to be able to show them your show them your papers, so to speak. And like I said, it's uh, the media is just blowing this stuff way out of proportion. Uh, and, and like I said, I'll go into more detail on that stuff on the Firearms Cafe episode on the next show. So let's see, what are we going to talk about on today's show on this podcast? Well, let's talk about uh, a little bit about my last show. I talked about my camping trip that I'd went on and did a review of that parka that I had, which was that Swedish M90 parka. And then I also talked a little bit about the U.S. Army, the Canteen Cup. Man, I, I tell you, I really like both of those pieces of gear both really useful, really do what, they th- what they're what they designed to do. Uh, what I'll talk about today, uh, after we get through some of our emails and stuff that we got and, and go over some of the contact info and all that other jazz, but in the main body of the show today, what we'll talk about is uh, I wanted to go over the tent that I used and a couple other things that I had that I used and a couple other things that I did while I was out there. So, uh, let's see. Let's You know what? Let's go ahead and let's do our contact info first. And uh, then we'll take maybe a quick musical break. And uh, then we'll, um, we'll jump right into the main body. And uh, again, it's probably not going to be that long of a show unless I get kind of sidetracked like I do sometime and go on with the jibber-jabber a little too long. So, if you want to contact me, the easiest way to do it uh, would be to call me on the voicemail which is 206-339-3266. So again, that's area code 206-339-3266. 
Or if you want to drop me an email, you can do that at thearmedape at gmail.com. Again, that's all one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. Also, you can do like some other guys have done in the past. If you want to uh, do a recording, so you make an MP3 and you want to send that to me, you can send that to me uh, again at uh, thearmedape at, at uh, gmail.com. Now, if the file is too big, you can use a service called transferbigfiles.com. It's free. Uh, I mention them all the time. I should probably contact them and see if they would maybe be an affiliate or a sponsor of the show. Uh, but they're not a sponsor of the show. It's just it's just one that I've used, and I've, I've had success with it every single time. Basically, what you do is you just give them my email address, you upload the file to uh, my computer, and then they, they uh, then send me an email saying, hey, uh, you've got a file here. And they don't look at the content, they don't do anything, they just say, here's you know something somebody's sending you. Uh, and I like it because it's free. So uh, Anyway, let's see, what else? Um, I think that's about it as far as contacting. Um, Let's go ahead, you know what, let's go ahead and we'll do the emails now. And I got an email from Rich in Phoenix, and Richard was saying, uh, he said, I bought a mug that fits perfectly on a Nalgene water bottle, and there is a neoprene cover that fits over that. I have to tell you that it works great when you're out in the woods. You have a bottle, a water bottle, excuse me, a cup to cook in, and an insulated cover all in one. He says, I don't have the Titan mug though. And then the body of his email, he sent me links to what like his stuff was that he used. So he's got, he sends a, uh, uh, there's a link, uh, they're all through REI. Um, and what I'll do is I'll put the links that he sent me, because it's just going to the REI website. So I'll put the, uh, the links to that on the show. And then he says that he sent me a link for the Titan mug, the Nalgene narrow mouth uh, loop top water bottle, which holds 32 ounces. And then he sent a Nalgene, uh, a picture of a Nalgene cool stuff wide mouth tote. So that's going to be that insulated cover that he has. Then he also sent a thing that had, I had talked about that the U.S. canteen cup comes, or doesn't come with, you can get a, uh, a plastic cover from, I think it's called heavycover.com. Um, or you can also, uh, if you wanted to see a picture, you could go to canteenshop.com and see some of that stuff. But he sent me a thing and he said, here's something you were talking about wanting on the last podcast. And he sent me a link to, it's the Snow Peak Titanium Trek 700 mug. And again, like I said, I'll put the link to that actually over on the website at thearmedape.com. If you go over there and under show 17, you'll find all the links and everything. Uh, now what that has, and that's actually a really cool little mug. It has an actual metal cover that goes over it and it has holes in it and stuff. So you could either drink out with the lid on or you could like use it as a, maybe a strainer, you know, if you'd cook pasta or something like that in it. But what I had said, the reason he sent me that was because I had said I'd love to, to uh, find an actual metal cover. And, you know, that reminds me, and the reason I wanted metal is so you could actually use it to cook with. But the, uh, that reminds me if... Has anybody had any experience out there with um, the NATO stuff? So like what the British guys use, the British Army, their kind of cook system. I've looked at getting one of those, but the deal, the, the problem is they're kind of pricey. I found a couple for around, I don't know, maybe around like $50, $60 or something that I could get their water bottle. Their, I think they call it like a Crusader cup, which would be sort of the equivalent of the U.S. Uh, canteen cup. 
and then it comes with a little cooker stove and it's that stuff uses um, the liquid gel which you could use I guess to be fair you could use that with the US canteen cups uh, and the, the stove stand but I just wanted to know if anybody had any experience with that also if does anybody know do they make the the version of that can of their canteen which I believe is plastic do they does anybody know do they make that in a stainless steel version because if they do I'd like to try one out and um, you know I I just like to have the the ability to if you're out there using stuff I'd like to have it be as multi-purpose as I can that's one of the reasons that I kind of went from going from the Nalgene stuff to the the stainless steel canteens and originally I had gone with the um, I had got off a site, and I forget the name of it. It's something like Bidtopia or anything. It's kind of changed a lot since I first had went on to it. But what it was is they were a company out of Tennessee, and it's called Bidtopia, B-I-D-T-O-P-I-A.com. And you sign up for them, and it costs you like a buck to sign up. And uh, they use that to verify that your card's good. What they did was they were a company that they, and I'm not sure how they got them, but if there were overruns or lost shipments or things like that that never got picked up, or uh, um, they would then get them, or if maybe some of the things, um, let's say if like uh, Dick's Sporting Goods got a bunch of um, oh uh, hockey gloves or something, but they were maybe discolored or uh, something like that, then they would get it on their site. Or sometimes the packaging, like I actually got two of my flashlights that I really like, some Phoenix flashlights that I really like, a TK-12 and a, uh, I think, what's my other one? Let me look at it. I got it on me right now, my smaller one. I got a um, PD-30 Premium Q5. Uh, so the Phoenix PD-30 for a personal carry, for an everyday carry flashlight. And I got it, and you get them at a much reduced price. Now it's an auction, and most everything will start off at 99 cents. So the things that are good, you're going to end up paying, you know, a little bit more. But because most people want to get like a super bargain, a lot of times they'll kind of bow out of the auction and you can end up getting it. Like I think I got mine, oh, for around 30 bucks or something. It was, it was way, way lower. But anyway, getting back to the, the, the water bottles and stuff. Um, I had first gotten and, and had used an Algene bottle, and I bought that, I think, at like REI or Sports Chalet or one of these places, and I got a little um, a little mug that the actual, uh, it's a GSI, their stainless steel mug. So if you go on GSI's website, you can find and you'll, you'll be able to see that little stainless steel mug. But the Nalgene bottle nestles right in there, almost like it was made for it. Uh, so, and I, it... it they probably did. They probably did it to make it to where it would fit in there. And I used that for a while. And I've actually cooked out of that little, the little bottle, not a bottle, because the bottle's plastic. I cooked out with a little mug, and I've made chili and soups in it, and it's fine. And it worked pretty well. And what I would do is when I would take that, I would take the, uh, when I was getting ready to go out, I would have the, uh, the little cup, and I would put a handkerchief over the top of it, a little bandana, and then I would push down the water bottle on top of it so that, Think of it as it's kind of like being a little liner inside the cup. And what it did is it, it did a couple of things. It made it to where the the bottle didn't rattle around in there because it's not like a perfect fit. And it also, so it kept it quiet, but it also kept any dirt or anything or any dust 
out of there. And then plus it gives you an extra bandana. So if you know if you need something for a you know to clean the cup out or to rinse it once you're done rinsing it out, you know, um, you can do it that way. But you know, as as you guys know, that kind of go out in the woods, a bandana can be used for just tons of stuff. So, uh, but anyway, I used that, and then I had gone on that Bitopia site, and I saw that they had a thing. It was for two clean canteen bottles. And one of them was a little pink one that my daughter actually, she once we got it, she saw it. She had to have that, so she wanted that. And I, I got that, and I think that one is a, like there, maybe it's an 18-ounce one. The other one I got was a bigger one, and it was a clean canteen, but it was the 40-ounce one with the wide mouth. And um, I think I got those for, I don't know, like 4 or $5 or something. Um, and then there was another auction a little bit later where I ended up getting one. It was a Pura and another one was like a, just a regular kind of knockoff brand. So kind of long story short, I ended up with, uh, two of the 40 ounces that, and those 40 ounces that GSI cup will actually fit right in there. You do the same thing with the bandana and that keeps it from rattling around a little bit. And the reason that I wanted to go with the stainless steel was... Again, I wanted to. I thought, well, if I'm in a pinch and I needed to boil water in this thing, I could I could do all my boiling uh, in this container, or you know, keep. Uh, or if I had to, I could even you know cook soups in it and go ahead and and just sort of drink it out of the thing. The one things that I didn't like about, even though they were the, the wide mouth bottle, was there would really be no way to get a utensil down in there so that you could eat. Uh, you know, you'd have to pour it out and if you didn't have anything else if that's all you had was your cup and that thing you could, I guess you could you could uh, pour it in the cup but if all you had was your that stainless steel water bottle uh, again my uh, in my feeble imagination there I was thinking well if I had to I could at least boil water and if I had to I could uh, cook a can of soup in there and just basically just drink the soup out and wouldn't have to worry about a utensil but what I really liked about once I got that uh, canteen cup uh, was the fact that oh and and uh, I also like the 40 using the 40 ounces as I got an extra eight ounces of water um, you know kind of at no additional cost type thing um, now the uh, I, and I carried that in a uh, you could take the regular US Army military canteen uh, pouch and because it's got an adjustable front strap that latches down in there you can actually pull that all the way back and those tall 40 ounce bottles or a tall Nalgene bottle with a cup nestled inside it will fit inside that carrier and then it then it's got a couple of little pouches on the outside so if you wanted to you could put some water purification tablets or uh, maybe even like a thing of iodine drops or something like that in a little plastic bottle but again you know I and uh, all this stuff is kind of you're always um, testing stuff out and you find well what you think works well in this one situation where you how you feel it's going to work once you get out there it doesn't work as good as you think it does and i liked the uh so far i haven't had any big negatives with the canteen cup uh but uh risk you kind of got me off there on a pretty good tangent going on uh but anyway that's uh, like i said i'll put those links up there um, the one that really kind of intrigues me is that Snow, Snow Peak Titanium Trek uh, 700 mug. 
Um, and when you go to the thing, you'll see why, because it has a lid. And also, uh, what I liked about the um, the same thing with the canteen cup and with that GSI stainless steel cup that I had, I like the fact that they're, I think they hold about, probably fill them up to the brim, like 18 ounces, but realistically, about two cups. You know, if you, if you go, start to go a little bit more than that, it would start to slosh over. Uh, so they'll easily cook, you know, like a can of soup. You can have a real nice size meal for yourself in those things. So I'm actually looking at this thing on the website right now, that uh, titanium mug. The only thing is it's um, it's a little pricey. It's 40 bucks. Uh, you know, I don't know whether, maybe if it would ever go on sale, I'd do it. It's almost um, a liter, which is, it's probably a little bit more. Um, what would that be? It's 0.7 liter. Uh, so it's a pretty good size thing. You know, if you think that a liter is basically 32 ounces, so, you know, you're looking at a good, probably maybe 28 ounces or something that that deal would, would, uh, would hold and carry. So you could easily cook a real nice stew or a, um, a soup in that, you know, with no problem. It looks relatively sturdy. I like the lid. The lid on the top, it has like a little slot, you know, how the sip, the so when you have like the coffee cups that you can sip out of. I think what I would probably do would maybe even be to drill a couple of holes on the opposite side of that little slit. Uh, and then that way, if you wanted, you could have, like again, like I said, it has strainer. I thought that originally it had those holes in there already, but I'm probably thinking of something else. But uh, anyway, thanks again for sending that in, Rich. I got an email from Yens, and what we'll do is he had talked about how he had made some modifications to to his reloader, and we, you know we went kind of back and forth and stuff on uh, you know kind of having a conversation, and you know one of the things about that was that he had something and it really wasn't working, and so instead of saying ah you know I need to get something new, at least he tried a different solution to make what he had work for him, and it turned out that it did so. Uh, you know, I, I thought bravo to him for at least finding a, a different solution. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, he talks about a, um, a new video that I put up on YouTube. Again, if you go to my channel, you can type in uh, 525donuts, D-O-N-U-T-S. And I did a, um, a Glock video, and it's called uh, Glock Failure. Well, not really. So basically what happens is you'll see in the video is I'm just having failures after failure after failure with it. And at the end of the video, I explained what happened. So you guys can go over there and check that out if you want. Um, let's see. Uh, interesting thing. Oh, I think, unless I've misunderstood this, I think he maybe, he, he does some of that LARP stuff. And I think maybe through part of that, or maybe even for something totally different, he does uh, some of that fire breathing. So, Yens, if you don't already have a video up of you doing that, the next time that you do it, take some video. Let me know, and I'll let the rest of the people listening to the show know. And uh, we'll all be able to go over there and leave you some comments. Uh, let's see. I also got an email from Candace, and it was kind of a dual email. It was sort of both for uh, Firearms Cafe and for... Um, for the arm date, but basically she was saying that she liked it. Uh, a lot of the songs that you asked about that I find are through that uh, Mevio. I don't know unless you have a podcast or something if you would be able to go on there and download them and use them. Part of the thing of uh, the deal that they have is um, they they're 
given us permission to use them and to download them for free and then we just give credit to the artist and, and where we got it from so uh, but that's where I, I find a lot of these songs and uh, like I've talked about before on previous shows some of those songs and some of the people there the talent that they have is great they're crazy good and then other people are just ooh, they're terrible um, but anyway, she talked about, uh, I kind of teased her that she was probably the first female listener to contact me. I think she is. I don't think I've had another, uh, female listener contact me, but, um, she, what she was going to do was a, uh, a woman's on target program and they were needing a bunch of ammo for that stuff. So they wanted to try and get some stuff over here in Arizona to sort of counteract the thing of the boycott. So I thought that was a real cool idea. So uh, way to go, Candy. Uh, let's see. I think that's about it for the emails and stuff. I Like I said, I don't think I got any uh, voicemails or MP3s that were sent to me. Other than that, that's about it. So what well, let's do, because we're, we're running kind of babbling, we're running kind of long here. I'll go ahead and play a uh, quick song. And then when we come back, I'll uh, do. I'll talk about that uh, tent that I use, that two-man military tent, which is a. Uh, it's made by Eureka. All right, this song is by the artist called Paul and Storm, and it's called "Very Two Best Friends." And again, I get this from. This is courtesy of Music Alley from Mevio. that uh, song wasn't too long and drawn out and boring for you let's go ahead and jump right in into my tent review uh, the tent that I used on my camping trip and it's one that it's kind of a funny story I bought it off that Bidtopia thing and at the same time I had a a uh, another bid going in for uh, another tent so I ended, I ended up winning both of them. The one on Bidtopia, I paid something like, oh, I don't know, I think $30 with shipping for. Um, unfortunately, that one, the tent was in good shape and the rain fly was in good shape, but it wasn't a camo fly. The one that I had bid on actually had a camo fly and came with um, a repair kit and a bunch of other stuff. So combined for the both of them, I probably paid, oh, about $130, which is what you would probably pay for one the the but now the tent that I paid for through eBay actually had some uh, uh some damage to it a little bit um one of the zippers was kind of redone and I think I'll be able to repair it I was looking at it again the other day and uh, if I can't I'm going to try and look for a tent repair place and I thought what I would do as well I'll just what I'll do is and it's what I've kind of done is I took the good tent and the good fly and all the good pieces and I've cobbled it together and got one really good tent. And I thought what I can do is repair the other one. And I can either have it as a backup or I can um, sell it and then maybe try and recoup some of my money. Which I, I still don't know whether I'm going to do that or not. Um, having, now, having gone out now and camped in the actual tent, and so let's get to what that is. The tent is a, it's a Eureka two-man combat tent, I think is... is the nomenclature for it 
Um, if, if you go on Eureka's website, if you just go to, uh, you can type in like EurekaMilitaryTents.com and they call it the combat, excuse me, the combat tent. Uh, and I'll just read a real quick description. It says it's a two-man tent, three-season, freestanding, double-wall tent. The tent incorporates a vapor permeable tent body uh, with a waterproof floor and fly, which also provides 20 square feet of vestibule area for gear storage. And on that one, you've got um, a little bit of gear storage in the front and in the back. It's got two, uh, two ways to get in and out. Um, and again, the best way to see the tent that I have is to actually go on to that EurekaMilitaryTents.com and you'll be able to see uh, the, all the different pictures and stuff that they have there. Um, or you can, a lot of times you can go on eBay and they'll have those tents as well. Um, let's see. Uh, getting back to the thing, it has um, aluminum shock poles. It says that there's no... There's no uh, special tools or anything for it um, it sets up relatively easy uh, the the the, uh, the fly is um, reversible mine has the uh, it's desert tan on one side and then it's uh, I guess you'd call it uh, oh um, what's the thing um, Woodlands camo, I guess maybe is the is the name that would be the thing that would probably closely resemble this thing. Um, it's a it's supposedly rated to you can operate it in conditions from zero to 120 degrees. It's supposed to stand uh, steady winds of 40 miles per hour up to 55. Whether all that's true or not, I don't know. Um, as far as being out in the tent when it's super cold, like below zero, I don't know that I would would be out in that type of weather or not. Um, I like going out and camping and stuff, but I don't want to freeze my nuts off. So, uh, let's see what else about this thing can I tell you? Um, bup, bup, bup. the uh, the Rainfly you can it can it can be set up by itself which is actually kind of neat and i've set it up once before but i haven't actually camped in it or used it as, sort of as a shelter um and it is what it's what what you would call like a blackout material um so that if you were in there at night uh, you know the uh it'd be a lot harder to detect you even if you had a you know a small light on there um so let's let's get to the actual kind of review about the tent, meaning let's ask our questions. So and those questions are, well, what is this thing designed to do? How well does it do it? What are some of the cons of it, if there are any? Uh, what are some mods that the company could make? And what are some modifications that, uh, if any, that I made and did it make it better? So again, it's designed to be a two-man tent. Uh, it does it fairly well. It sets up pretty easy. Everything is pretty intuitive on how to set it up. It comes with a stuff sack and it comes with um, uh, a, a little repair kit and some other stuff. Uh, and on the on the one stuff sack where the tent and the rainfly and stuff goes into, it's got the instructions sewn to the lid so you can't really lose them. It would kind of probably be nice to have it sewn into uh, maybe the body of the inside of the tent or something, you know, so you, you could look at it. Um, the uh like i said the rain fly is reversible can be set up by itself 
Um, as far as cons, it's a two-man tent, but if you're if you're a little bit taller or just a little bit bigger, um, probably a couple of guys that are maybe five eight, five nine could fit in there, and it'd still be pretty roomy. If you get a couple of guys that are six foot or above. It's going to be real cozy. You'll still be able to go in there, but you're not going to be able to have any gear or anything in there. Um, so, you know, how well it's going to be an actual two-man tent, I don't know. Like I said, it, 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 this would be something for just sleeping in at night type thing. If you were going to use it as a two-man tent. Now, if you're going to use it as a one-man tent, it's great because you've got plenty of room. Uh, or if like you and your, your kid was in there, a couple of your kids were in there, there'd probably be enough room that way. Um, what are some of the cons? The cons are this thing is heavy. It weighs in, oh, good heavens. Uh, I want to say something around like almost 13 pounds. Um, it is a heavy duty job. Once you've got that rainfly, once you've got the poles, once you, if you've got the kit with you, all the other stuff, this is not something that you're going to just throw onto your backpack and go hike for 10 miles and then set up camp. Um, it's it's an excellent tent for going and doing car camping or truck camping, but it is heavy and it's kind of a pain in the balls to pack up. Um, now I've done it a few times, so I've kind of got a little bit of a system down on how to do it, and I, it's it's not that bad now. But the first time that you do it, it you're just kind of like, ooh man, you're fighting it. Um, so it's kind of a beast to pack up. Uh, what are some of the modifications that I'd like to see done? You know, not too much, really. Um, it's, it's pretty, it's a pretty good design. I, I, you know, you can go with lighter weight materials and things like that, but then I think you may give up a little bit durability. I don't know. I don't know enough about, uh, tents and how they're made and the ultralight stuff, but, but it, it seems to me the sites that I've been on where you go on and the ultralight guys will, they'll even say, look, you can have something that's super ultralight, but it's its just by the nature of it, it's not going to be as durable as something that's going to be heavier. So you sacrifice a little bit of durability for that light weight. Uh, and you sort of just have to, and all that means is you just have to really take care of your equipment, which you should be doing, you know, regardless of what you have. So, uh... Let's see. Um, like I said, the modifications, I don't really know enough about it. I haven't done any modifications to it. I don't know that I ever will. Um, it, you know, one thing that I did think that I'm, I might try and do would maybe be to get some of that mosquito uh, meshing that they use, that noceum stuff. And if I was going to use just the rain fly, if you're using just the rain fly, it's going to set up and it's going to give you pretty much that same surface area, a, a touch less, uh, that you could actually go in and get out from under the weather from. But of course there's no there's no floor to it and there is no um, insect barrier. So what I had kind of thought was I don't know if if I could rig something up to where I could maybe tie up to the top of it and then have it maybe go and, and rig up sort of a, a mosquito bag or, or uh, buy one of those... Um, Oh, I know they make them like a mosquito kind of cot type thing. You know, they make something that's designed that, you know, you can do it and, and bunch it up that way so you can keep the bugs off of you. They'd still maybe get into the tent uh, or the or the shelter, I guess you'd call it at that point. 
Uh, bottom line, would I recommend this thing? And I, I would say absolutely. It's well made. It's tough. It's, it's relatively easy to put up. It, once you get used to it, it's not too bad to take down. With and I, I would recommend this thing with the caveat you're not going to use this as a uh, as a hiking uh, tent. You're going to use this when you go somewhere where you have you can basically just drive right up to where you're going to be. Maybe you walk you know 50 yards or something with it where you set it up. But it's it's pretty much a truck tent, um, and that probably goes to I don't know if how the military guys did it. Most of those guys it probably just came off of. Uh, the back of a truck and they set it up to where they were at if they had to actually kind of hike around with it i would think that they would probably be paired up with somebody and you would split the load um, if any of you guys out there have actually had any experience with it when you're in the art when you're in the uh, either in the army or marine corps uh, let me know drop me a line um, and let me know what you think are some of the pros and cons of it like i said for me for civilian use i i think it's it's kind of a hard thing to uh, to beat uh, you know what? I think we're going to go ahead and maybe wrap it up a little quicker today. Let's go ahead and I'll do some of my, uh, quick shout outs, I guess, to other podcasts and things I've been listening to. As always, go over and listen to, uh, to Vince over at the B Movie Cast. Um, Andy over at Destroy the Brain. Again, if you like a lot of the movie sites and things like that, um, a lot of my buddies do the uh, Gun Rights Radio Network. I have podcasts and things over there if you're pro-Second Amendment. Uh, so there's tons of stuff over there. Um, what's some other ones that I listen to? Uh, a couple of authors that I really like are Scott Sigler. Um, and you can find him. And you can find all these things are going to be on iTunes because that's where I found them all. Um, let's see. What is some other good ones that I'm listening to right now? Um there's one, it's called Horror Stories, and it, what, what I like about it is it's like a lot of the old radio plays and stuff that were done in the 50s and some were in the 60s. There's a bunch of that actually Vincent Price does, which are actually re- they're really cool old radio programs. Well, I think that's going to about do it for today, my fellow apes and monkeys. I will see you guys next time. This guy's got a monkey scrotum and he's bragging about it. Houdini!